Hey, I'm Jordan. And I'm Ashley. We're the founders of For the Good, a community created to empower and elevate you to live a purpose-driven life. Our mission is to bring light into our world, and to do so, we have learned that it must start with it. We are so glad to have you here with us. The most important relationship you have in life is the one you have with yourself. A healthy self-relationship is the ability to value yourself as a person and embrace your strengths and weaknesses. It is the only constant relationship we will ever have in our lives, and everything in our life is a direct reflection of the relationship we have with ourselves. Today, Jordan and I are going to be talking about how important it is to cultivate a self-relationship and the benefits it has throughout our life. So just to reiterate, what Ashley first said is the most important relationship is the one that we have with ourselves. And everything that Ashley and I talk about and we discuss on our podcast, I think the main message is always understanding that anything you're going to do in life and finding true happiness and purpose has to come from within. And that nobody else is able to give these gifts to you. Nobody else is going to make sense of life for you or put you in the direction that you truly need to go. All these answers come from within. So the best way to understand that and to set yourself up for success and for just a basic love of life is to love yourself first. Before we get into everything else, just as we're talking about relationships, I think a big thing to talk about is, as, as we say, people who want to get into a relationship, they have trouble while they're single and while they're alone with their own thoughts and with themselves because there's this general understanding that there's a belief that somebody else is going to bring happiness to your life. Or that if you're single right now, whether you have been for a year or for 10 years, maybe you've never had a relationship with anybody else. But the main thing is people still tend to look outside of themselves for happiness. And they think that if they're unhappy with their life currently or with their love life specifically, they think someone else is going to all of a sudden come in and just make them see life in a whole different way. But the truth is... To be happy with someone else, you first have to be happy with yourself. So everything that we're going to talk about today is going to help you to understand the ways that your self-talk, the way that you approach life, the little voice inside your head that is your motivator every day. Take some work to make that a positive voice, but in doing so, you will see that life looks a whole lot different once you're able to start these things. I definitely agree. I think that people can get caught up in believing that happiness is found in not only a relationship, but a job, in how much money they have, in the home that they have, and they keep trying to obtain these different kinds of things, thinking that that is going to fulfill them, when the reality is the only thing that can really bring you that joy and the peace and the happiness is found within your own self. And so you have to be able to know that you have the ability to elevate yourself in this way. And we are going to be taking you through a couple different steps that you can take to be able to cultivate this self-relationship with yourself. One way to cultivate a strong and healthy relationship with yourself is to care for your needs. This includes getting enough sleep, rest, exercise, feeding your mind, body, and spirit. Too often I think that people can underestimate the importance of all of these things, but all of these things rejuvenate yourself and really put you in that space to be able to step into your best self. The second way is to prioritize activities that bring you joy, like going for a walk in the park, a long bath, and going to a yoga class. I know that this is something that I make sure that I prioritize daily just to be able to implement something into my day that 
makes me happy, makes me feel at peace, and to be able to really fulfill myself, like I said, with your mind, body, and spirit. And this can look different for everybody. You know, you just have to maybe write a list down of different things that make you happy, bring you joy, and make sure that you fulfill yourself in this way day to day. I think a good example of all of that was what we're still kind of experiencing now with the quarantine and being locked down and being with ourselves for an extended amount of time. Ashley and I, during that time, made it a priority to do things like going for a hike or taking the bikes out and going for a bike ride. And when you're busy day to day and you don't have that time to do those things, you don't really think about it as much. But being that we are sitting here and as a lot of people are, they started getting a little, you know, cooped up and, and that's when people started to get negative and down on themselves and putting all this negative energy into the situation. That was our way to kind of get out, relieve some of that stress and tension, and just do something for ourselves every day. I mean, we both saw just such a big mental help in doing a couple little things every day that allowed us just to relax, center ourselves. I think, too, it's important day-to-day to be able to prioritize things that make you happy because life is busy, life is noisy, people, you know, are caring for other family members. If you're married, have children, or even for yourself, life can get busy. You're working day to day. And especially as Jordan mentioned that everything this year has been a little bit different than usual. So we're learning to shift and pivot in new ways. So it really is more important now than ever to be able to fill yourself up in this way and to really get yourself in a strong mental state. So this is definitely something that will help you to be able to cultivate this strong relationship with yourself. The third way is to focus on your inner world. And this can include journaling and therapy, just to be able to become more self-aware. And it also helps to be able to do daily internal reflections. And this can be done through meditation. During the day, and something we're going to talk about in a little bit, is just how many thoughts come across your mind and how much time you actually give to these thoughts. We get so busy and it's one thing to the next. We don't take the time to really sit down and actually think about things and put it into perspective. So one thing I like to do is, especially in the mornings and before I go to bed, is just unwind from the day. I'll take a good 30 minutes or so, and I just sit back, I close my eyes, and I just think to myself, and I think about the day that I had, about all the good things, all the things I was happy about, and then I start thinking about the things to come in the next day or maybe the next week, something I'm looking forward to, and it's a good way to just relax at the end of the day. It puts me in a good place. I think of the things I'm grateful for, and I just find myself in a much better mental state, and I'm able to relax and get a much better night's sleep than I would if I was just trying to go, 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 and then try to shut it all off at once. Number four is to make time for yourself. You can sit quietly for 10 minutes in the morning with a cup of coffee or find a book that speaks to you and dive into that in the evening. It is really important, as I mentioned earlier, not only for people who have families, but even if you are single and you live by yourself, it is important to be able to prioritize this time for yourself to be able to shut down emails, shut down you know, social media, whatever that looks like for you, and just be. Because we can get caught up in you know, the doing in life and not always in the being in life. So I think it's really important just to take some time to unwind and be quiet, be centered. And I mean, this can include going for a walk. This can include any different kind of activity just to be able to center yourself within. A big thing to understand too is if you are someone in a relationship, you don't have to do all these things together and you don't both have to do the same practices. Like, as I just said before, Ashley does more with her journaling and putting thoughts onto paper and physically writing them out. 
and I do all of my self-talking in that just in my own head or if I write notes on my phone, something like that. But also during the day, like we do so much together and we go for walks and we do this and that, but there's times where Ashley's up for doing something and she'll want to go off and go on a little walk. And if I'm not wanting to, or if I did it early in the day, we, you don't have to feel like you always have to be doing these same things together. You can have your own personal times and your reflections that you get to your own self and get your own thoughts out there. So keeping your own personal likes and, and the things that you like doing is very beneficial to keeping your mind safe and healthy as well. Number five is to practice forgiveness. This is a really powerful one because too often we can believe that we are forgiving someone else, but really it is for ourselves to be able to release and let go of the energy that is no longer serving you. And one mantra that I found for practicing forgiveness is to say out loud or in your own mind that peace is my power. I think this is a very big topic as well because coming from me personally, I've had things that happened in my life and times that I wasn't myself where I wasn't acting in a way that I, I really should have or, or a way that I was proud of. And what I noticed is as I moved out of that phase and I was transforming my own life, there were times that I would think back to that time and I would get down on myself and be negative. And I was reminding myself of these times when I, I didn't feel like I was actually me. And really all that did was bring me down from the place I was now. So a huge step, things that I've gone through is to finally look and say, that part of me is gone. I forgive myself for the things I had gone through. And now that I'm moving ahead, I'm going to honor that by taking the actions that keep me from doing those things again. But there was a huge weight that was lifted when I could finally just forgive myself for the times that I've had and realize that there was a lesson to be learned. And all of a sudden, all of those emotions turn into something positive and turns into a way to deal with it in a much better and safer way. Yeah, practicing forgiveness can be for someone else, but it also, as Jordan said, can be for yourself as well. Because too often we can walk forward in life holding on to things that we, you know, we wish we would have done or wish we wouldn't have done. And that becomes a weight over time. And you think that it doesn't impact you long term, but it is something that you continue to carry on with you. So we are going to be sharing a full podcast just on practicing forgiveness in the future. So stay tuned. And the sixth way to cultivate a stronger and healthier relationship is to observe your self-talk because how you speak about yourself matters. Now take a second to think about what your self-talk sounds like. Does it sound something like, I'm doing the best that I can, or I always make mistakes? I know I'm capable and I can navigate this challenge, or I should be doing much better than I am. This is the difference between positive and negative self-talk. So one thing to understand is that your self-talk is your internal dialogue. And you have to understand that it's influenced by your subconscious mind. So this is based on your thoughts, your beliefs, your questions, and all your ideas. So one thing when I started researching this a little bit more, I read that research suggests that the average person talks to themselves about 60,000 times a day. And I mean, that in itself is just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And that shows you how literally your mind is constantly going. And a lot of the times you don't even process these thoughts. And that's one thing to understand is they are subconscious. So even though you don't always understand these thoughts that are going on, 
there are thousands of thoughts that are feeding your mind and feeding your actions every day. And to take a little bit of control of that is what's going to change everything. So back to that fact, 60,000 thoughts a day. Now the other end of that is that they say 80% of these thoughts are actually negative and they're about the specific person. So as you're going throughout your day, you have all these thoughts about, you know, the things you, you're perceiving and what you're seeing through your eyes as you're going through your day. But really, the big number of things is you are being negative towards yourself. And you are looking at something and saying, well, I'll never do this. I'll never do that. And like I said, you don't really realize you're doing this a lot of the time. But one thing that Ashley and I discussed before is there needs to be a bigger understanding of why our minds tend to go to this negative place out of habit. Now you can understand a little bit of this work means you're trying to take these thoughts and put a positive spin on it. That's the biggest thing that we're trying to teach you is your self-talk and this little dialogue that you have with yourself. If you are able to change this into a positive and to go about your day motivating yourself and telling yourself you're capable, you're strong enough, you're able to do these things, you will do these things, all of a sudden your life is going to take this complete drastic turn and that's when you finally establish control and believe that you are exactly where you're meant to be in your life. I think the number one thing about that is awareness. Because like I said, these thoughts naturally just enter our mind and without realizing it, it impacts other areas of our life as well. So I think the number one key really is to become self-aware and understand that, you know, kind of where your thoughts go throughout a day. Somebody actually told me to have a notebook and throughout the day, you know, jot down different thoughts that come into your mind because that way it definitely shows you kind of the place that you're at and how you are speaking to yourself and what you think about the world around you. And once you become more self-aware of the thoughts that you're having, you can challenge your self-talk. If you notice that your self-talk is generally negative, here are some questions you can ask yourself to counteract those thoughts. How can I find out if what I'm thinking is actually true? Are there any other ways I can look at this situation? From a positive stance, how would I view this situation? I think that this is really important for us to practice because like I said, the first step is to become self-aware. Once you realize kind of where your thoughts are shifted, you'll be able to counteract them with other thoughts that tell you what you are thinking about if it is actually true and spin that in a positive way, what that thought would look like. And while you're shifting your self-talk, it can be helpful to start by making a list. Write down your strengths and challenges in your life that you've overcome to be able to really build yourself up and know your worth and your value. You can draw on these lists when you begin to notice that your self-talk is starting to become negative. So another interesting thing that I read is that as human beings, we like to be proved right. And that is even if our belief is misguided. So really what this says is when you're putting this thought out there, internally your mind is, is telling you because you have this belief, you have to take these actions to make this belief true. So that your mind can say that you're thinking correctly, that this was a true thought in your own mind. But when you look at it, what this means is when you start out with something negative, and let's say you're you're going to try this, this new skill or this new job, and you say, well, I just can't do this. There's no way this is going to work. Now, most of us just say, all right, well, I just tend to get a little negative on myself, but, you know, it's okay. I'll figure it out. But really, you got to really look at that thought of telling yourself, I can't do this. Because using what I just read to you, that means that your mind is going to say, okay, you can't do this. So now we're going to put everything in place to make sure that that statement stays true. 
we're going to make sure that this does not work for you. And in doing that, you're expecting failure and you're always going to get a 100% success rate when you're expecting that. So by simply going into something new and, and going from that initial negativity and saying, okay, I'm starting something new, but this is an opportunity to grow. This is a time to learn something new. If I need help, someone will be able to help me, but I'm going to take on this task and I'm going to enjoy learning this. Now all of a sudden your mind is saying, okay, this is new information coming in. It's new things to, to process, but we're going to hold this true. We're going to learn something new from it. And this is going to be something positive going forward. And just that simple switch in it and a simple thought can change the entire outlook and the aspect of what you're doing. And as Jordan said, this is something that comes over time. So I don't want you to think that this is going to just happen right overnight. I don't want you to beat yourself up over it because this is a process and it is something that is ongoing that you must practice every single day to be able to be self-aware. And, you know, it isn't work after you get used to it, but it is that self-awareness and seeing where your thoughts are shifting and making sure that it is for the positive. In the beginning of the podcast, Jordan and I talked about how we were going to be talking about cultivating a stronger and healthier relationship with ourselves. And along the way, we've talked about different things that we can do to be able to build that relationship up with ourselves. And we've talked a lot about this six practice because we want you to realize how important it is to be able to have this strong and healthy relationship with yourself. And as we mentioned, it all goes back to be able to have this self-talk that is empowering and positive. And it really shows how it directs you throughout your life and not only impacts you within your own self, but all of the relationships you have along life's way too. And one thing I want to add too is that self-talk necessarily doesn't always come within ourselves, but it can be negative things that we were told as children by our parents, siblings, teachers. We remember these negative reactions from other children as well, and it kind of plays into these feelings of anger, fear, guilt, hopelessness, and builds up in our minds over time. So some of these things have been things that people have said to us along the way, and we believe them. And like I said, in a practice that I mentioned earlier, it is important through self-talk to be able to counteract these thoughts and think to yourself, is what I'm thinking true? Because often as kids and teenagers, we hear these things said to us and we think to ourselves, well, you know, maybe I'm not that smart or maybe I won't be able to go into the sport that I want to. Just because one person along the way told us that, and that is a repeated thought throughout our minds, leading us to believe that we are not able to conquer and overcome different things in life. But the reality is the only person who gets to make that choice about what we can and can't do is yourself. So this is why it is so important to be able to become aware of these thoughts, no matter what age you are, no matter where you find yourself, because it is important to be able to cultivate these healthier, stronger habits to be able to move forward. Everything we do in life is a testimony to us and our relationship with ourselves. From the decisions we make to the relationships we have, to change the outside begins by committing to change the inside because the internal conditions reflect the external experiences. Begin today by cultivating the tools we mentioned in today's podcast to live in a healthier, happier, stronger version of self. Remember, it all starts within. We'd love to hear from you. Leave a review or contact us on social. And don't forget to hit subscribe to catch upcoming episodes. Have a great day, everyone, and make today count. Thanks for joining us at the For the Good podcast. 
We would love to connect with you. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at For the Good Official and our blog at ForTheGood.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Remember, a positive mindset is the beginning of true happiness, not just for the good of the individual, but for the good of the world.